All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why'd you stop it? Because you were shaking your head at me. Fire the intro. <laughs> You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Oilers Nation Radio, episode 6291. <laughs> Bag Milk here, Liam, Tyler, Rick. Episode 241. Dan on the Zoom. It's 242. No, we're not doing well, this I again. Sure, we debated if it was two forty or two forty one, <laughs> and I was wrong at two forty, and I you said de- it was two forty one. I remember the debate. Mm-hmm. It wasn't very delicious, though. I also remember uh, bag milk coming <laughs> down with us in the six thousands. Yeah, and you didn't even catch that either. Two forty two. No, Tyler was looking at like rainbows and two forty two and shit. Two forty two. Oh, yeah, we're thought. good. We're good. Liam is correct. Tyler. Apologize. Sorry, Liam. Well, he didn't apologize <laughs> last week to me. <laughs> uh, as we do every week on the podcast, we are going to start this off with a delicious debate for our friends at Oodle Noodle and DoorDash. New location opening in Calgary very, very soon for our friends at Oodle Noodle. Dan, Tyler, and I actually saw it. We stood outside. It is going to be wonderful for all of you in Calgary. It's going to be opening real soon. Also, the Clairview location, if you're here in Edmonton, has reopened. They are ready to walk. Liam, see what I did there? Ah. W-O-K. <laughs> Tyler, what do you got for us for today for the delicious debate? As we uh, get closer, Frank Cervalli has his trade targets out. Dailyfaceoff.com. If you love trade rumors and trade talk, this is like your Bible for the year. He's got it all in there. He's got 20 names on that list. Players who could be moved. What's the biggest need for the Edmonton Oilers as we start to slowly creep into trade season? I like that you 
changed the delicious debate from what you told me it was going to be. I did. I didn't like the idea of piling on one player. So I wanted to go this way and we'll get into the other <laughs> stuff later. I had a whole thing that I was going to talk about. I will save it for later. We'll get it. We'll get All it. right. The biggest need is we are now 20 games in basically tomorrow against the Islanders will be the 20th game of the season. Liam biggest need for the Edmonton Oilers right now, as you see it, they got to find the next Brett Kulak. I think when the Oilers brought in Kulak last year, it really helped change the dynamic of this team and kind of put a, everyone in the right position. And obviously with Duncan Keith being gone, it now you need that next guy. And, I think that's where you got to go find. What's the guy from Columbus called? Gadbrikov? Vladislav Gavrikov. Sounds like he could be a decent option for this team. But he's young and he's never played meaningful hockey. Well, maybe I don't hate the idea of it either, but like he's <laughs> like 26. 27. 27. Okay, maybe. I, yeah. Eric Carlson then? Someone brought that up today on the chat and we spoke about it on Oilers Nation every day. That would be awesome. That would be a lot of fun. But man, that would be extremely. You would you would have to make it a three team trade somehow. Yeah, you'd have to get down to like. Yeah, but like, but how would you do dollars. that? Like, you can't yeah. get it. You can't like if you're gonna add a third team to take four years of Carlson money, you're giving up a first round pick just for that. Yeah, would you? No, he's not worth it. I wouldn't either. And I know people might hear me say he's not worth it and be like, what if it's a first round in two years from now? Yeah. Cause that seems to be the going rate these days. You're just chucking them down the road. <laughs> I don't do it. Eric Carlson's injury prone. He's 32 and you don't have to give up a lot to get him. Okay. Let's frame it this way to get Carlson, great hair though. Great hair plays with Snoozen as a guy baller. with a fellow, as a guy with a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> you can probably appreciate his mustache, mustache as well. Mm-hmm. You know what, Rick? You got to zoom that thing in. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with Carlson, okay, so if you're going to do it and you get a third team in on this, you're going to have to attach a first-round pick at some point to get some team to take like $3 million of this guy's deal, at least. You're going to have to give up a pick to San Jose. Probably going to have to give up a prospect as well. Are you not a better team giving up a first-round pick for just a good shutdown D-man, which will be the going rate, and then giving up that prospect and another pick for Jonathan Taves? I know. I guess I'm still surprised that we're talking about a three C when the holes on defense are so glaring to me. That's fair. I'm kind of torn. I think they're both as important as each other because if you can have a good, a better forward group who's good defensively, yeah, then that helps. It takes a little bit off the defense. Maybe it takes away two, three chances a game. And then your defense looks better because they're not having to go up against such high danger chances. So I guess they kind of balance each other out a little bit. Chicken and egg scenario, if you will. <laughs> yeah. But like if you want, it, we talked, somebody mentioned it early in the episode talking about like the replacement level players. And that's my problem is that every second night we're playing Ryan Murray on this team. And so for me, it's defensive depth. I, there's all kinds of shenanigans going to be going on behind the cameras as I'm talking, but uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. Like I'm with you, Tyler, I, or sorry, bag milk. I don't understand the concept of looking at our forwards and making any changes outside of Bakersfield options when you've got so many issues on defense and we still so have, you have that many issues on defense. I think you have one glaring issue on defense. What is and the issue? You just need that, that 
big shutdown type of guy. Are you trading Evan Bouchard like Jay is? <laughs> no, I'm not trading Evan Bouchard. But Same I do man. think, and I, and I so I think your your move on defense. You have to if you're looking at one, you're probably going to end up having to move Tyson Berry, which scares me on numerous levels because I do think he's really good in the room, and I think he's a really good uh, teammate, decent dancer. Decent answer. I just, I I feel like that's, he's a big part of this team right now. And so you're going to be creating a hole when you move him. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with this, but I think they're definitely feeling um, the loss of players like Duncan Keith and Mike Smith and what they brought even on the ice and off the ice. What are they missing with Mike Smith? The bravado, this, like the, and I like with your hockey player and you're in the NHL and you're looking at a guy who, who's, played in the Olympics and has a gold medal for team Canada. Mm-hmm. That means something to you. And I, know I don't you, think it does. Sure. It does. <laughs> I don't think like Marcus <laughs> Nima is like, fuck, I'm playing great. Cause I got a guy who won a gold for Canada. No, but here. you're listening to him. He was also he like, gives you a, he, gives you, he, he gives you when he's, when he's talking, you listen to those guys. I don't know. And see, and I think maybe like right now in the moment you miss that, but I think as the year goes on, this group will find their own voice and, and they'll miss, so. and they'll really miss Smith. So. And I think, and I think that's what they wanted to at the beginning of the year, but there's times when these guys just play so level headed that someone needs to like throw some up. caffeine in the water bottles and, and wake the guys up a bit. And I think those are the type of players that get you going. And we don't really have that. We don't have that energy starter. We don't have, you know, they see all these stupid ass videos of guys lining up in the hallway before they come on the ice and Brad Marchand's bouncing off half the fucking team. We don't really have anybody like that. Somebody who's going to get the fucking boys going. I think um, somebody like Mike Smith probably did. You know, it's funny. The only thing I can think of, of guys coming through the tunnel is when Bouchard, Fogel and Yamal bump heads and out of those three, I would imagine they're probably the three quietest guys on the team. Well, like, so then is that on the, is that on the leaders of this room? Is Nurse McDavid and Dryson on that vocal enough? Uh, it's not about being vocal, though. I think it's about being just naturally energetic, and I just don't think we have added that element to this team. Yeah, I be, recommend. It's natural, it's natural, though. You can't fake it. Norwegian death metal. Yes, we need Yanni Nienema to get the fucking back on the DJ. But, like, can Mike Smith just be, like, around? He's still on payroll. And you know what I'm saying? Like we need that type of a fucking player. Let me yell at the people before the game starts. So would you go get Ryan Reeves? He's healthy scratch. Could probably be had for a fifth round pick. Two million bucks or just a shade under two million bucks. Shade under two. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd like to have him on the team, but I don't know if we have the fucking space for him. I think at this point right now, at this point in the NHL with flat cap and where we're sitting, we need to be very precise on who we get because you don't have a lot of room for, for error, a lot of room to throw around extra money. You need to, you need to be sure about this and you need to go find the best of the best of the best. And there's not really a lot of options out there. Tyler, sorry, go ahead, Liam. I was going to say like throughout the off season, like Barry is just a name that gets thrown around because of how much money he makes. But yeah. I think he, I think the team needs him Yeah, more than we think you need him. And the lack of lead, the leadership they lost over the summer, like say what you want about Keith and Smith, like, I, like they did mean something to this team. Mm-hmm. And I think removing Barry from the locker room as well is just a recipe for even more. Disaster. Well, you definitely have to bring in that big personality, a big type of same type of a uh, person and as then, a return. And then they have to build themselves into the locker room too. It's, yeah, it's so like the, such a long process. And I don't mm-hmm. think the others have that much time to do that. They're better off trying to bring someone in for maybe one of those forwards that makes 3 million, then moving a Barry out of the door. Uh, I want to build off something Dan said too, because you talked about, uh, you talked about getting a D-man and how, you know, the forward group is probably fine. You have to get better defensively is kind of your point, right, Dan? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. There's a team defense in my... Uh, well, my so that's position. where I want to go on this. Are you not maybe better defensively by getting a Jonathan Taves? If every time, works. or if for 90% of your five-on-five five minutes, if one of McDavid, Drysaddle, or Taves is on the ice... I think you're better defensively down the middle. I agree. And I think I'm okay with that type of a move because I think he's the captain serious. That dude's yeah. not, that dude's going to get you go. Do you not remember when he was like fucking losing his shit in the fucking penalty box and well, Seabrook had, had to come up. People like, always say Seabrook was the real leader of that team. And, and, <laughs> and Taves was just the guy who got the C cause he was the superstar. Well, at least you're going to learn. Like, I think you got to bring something. I mean, I didn't know that much of it. I just remember him going nuts in the penalty box and someone have to like, calm him down. So we don't have that right now. So the other thing too, and I think this is where I'm getting with this kind of long-winded point is Dan talks about, okay, you need a defenseman because this blue line's not good enough. Me and you sit here and go, well, the team defense needs to be better. If, if they don't address both of these, it's a failure by Ken Holland. You That's absolutely fair. need to make more than one addition this year. This cannot be, we can't sit there on March 3rd and fuck, we're so far away. And I get that. <laughs> but if we're sitting there on March 3rd and Ken Holland goes, Evander Kane's just like a deadline acquisition and we gave up a third round pick for Ali Mata. Come on. <laughs> like, we can't do that this year. We need like two impactful trades to push this team towards Stanley Cup contender status. And honestly, a month ago, two months ago, I didn't think that'd be the case. I thought they were a D-man away from putting the finishing touches on a great roster. And this first month, being 10 and 9 through five weeks, I should say, shown me that they're more than a piece away. And that's it, unfortunate. It hasn't been a very favorable schedule either. They have had a de- decent schedule. Stanley Cup schedule. contenders don't give a shit about their schedule. They just but win. They also don't really give... Too much care what the record is on November, whatever the hell today is. 22nd. 22nd. I'm not overly worried about the record, but I'm, I'm like, frustrated. But, but the process yeah. has led me to kind of go, this team's not, maybe not as good as we thought they but were. But at this time, at this, at this point in the summer, you were sitting there going at, by the playoffs, we're probably going to need to add a three C and another D. No, I just, I look Have at this team any, right now. Or and- that type of a player. Yeah. So we're just in the same spot. We're just, now it's about time to start addressing it. I look at this team right now and I don't think any trades are coming. Probably not. I think that looking at the lineup, you've got some guys on here that they need to be better. Yep. And until that happens. So this is kind of reminds me of last year when the Oilers went on that disastrous run. That was two eleven and two. It's not that bad. We're going one win, one loss, which is obviously frustrating, but when Connor and Leon kind of come back down to earth a little bit, you need other guys that are there chipping in with goals Mm -hmm. because it's not realistic to expect them to play two points a game all season long as they start off every year. Unfortunately, unfortunately. So who are those guys right now? Ryan, uh, like Warren Fogel's playing a little bit better since he got that goal in Tampa. You love to see it, but he's only playing better when he's on the ice with the stars. Well, I I know, I know. I liked him on the PK too. Cause like I'm looking at the stats right now, Ryan McLeod, he can't get anything to go right now. And, Bad yeah. luck. There's yep. some bad luck there. Uh, yes, Pugliarvi, he can't get anything to go right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaylor Yamamoto, obviously he's hurt. He's been out for a while. He still doesn't have a goal. Dylan Holloway still doesn't have a goal. And again, he's a rookie, but ultimately these are pieces you need to contribute on the offensive side. And having zero from them, and I don't necessarily care what the underlying numbers say, you have to get goals. And the Oilers are not getting enough of them from guys that are not named Connor, Leon, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Zach Hyman. Nuge is having a great year. Fucking heater. (laughs) That can you imagine if Nuge wasn't having a bounce back, how we'd be feeling about this forward group right now? Well, and there's also the lack of like it's not just losing Evander Kane's production. 
he brings a certain sense of swagger to the lineup that they just cannot replace without him. And that's some of the thing I was talking about with the Smith and the, that's just that type of bravado you bring to that. It just expels through everybody else. He's going to bring you into the fight, whether you want to or not, he's going to score goals. He's going to mix it up and God love Kaleem Costin. <laughs> it's just not the same. I, you know what, for a bottom six guy, maybe a fourth I guy, I've really liked the way he's been playing. All I kinds of time for him. And half just have that with, with, with work and stuff, but I've actually liked him the way he's doing out there. I got all kinds of time for Kaleem Costin actually. So I want to hear from you Owen radio podcast. What's the other's biggest need right now? Who hasn't gone Dan? He said, well, I, yeah, I went defense. So a mix really. Do you think whether you list off all those names that aren't scoring, do you think that's a bigger issue? Yeah. Cause if huge. you're winning yeah. by so many goals, you'd almost demoralize the other team, but we can't just get out to these leads. Like we have done in the past because guys outside of the big four, excluding King, cause he's not playing obviously aren't doing shit. And then when we came out of just not when we came no. out of two eleven and two last year, Derek Ryan I think popped a couple right away, and all yep. of a sudden, as soon as you know, all of a sudden these guys in the bottom six yeah. or even bottom nine, if you really want to think about it, started to pop them in, and we're getting like little bits here and there. Yeah, they're not consistent enough right who, now. Who scored a lot? Who got the goals last night? Drysidel, Nuge, and Nuge. Yeah, and then before that it was Drysidel, uh, Fogel, Hyman. and Hyman. Yeah, so there's so your last five goals you one bottom six goal. I can't remember what it was happened yeah. after that, but it's just like, these guys got to do something. Yep. Yeah, right now there's no trade value either. There's no trade value. And they're just essentially the best we can hope for from too many guys on the roster right now is that they don't get caved in. And that's not a great spot to be in. It's very I, familiar, I though, my it? answer. It feels like home in a sad <laughs> way, but like, I don't, I, I'm tired of it. You know, like yeah. right now, as we're recording November 22nd, the weathers are in fifth place in the Pacific division. Oh yeah. That sucks, man. Here's the other thing though. Like again, in the moment right now, this is really frustrating, but Coombsy and I did Oilers Nation every day today. And it was like, man, they fired Dave Dippett in February. Like we are not even close to that. The Oilers could go on a heater and be leading the Pacific division by February this year. Exactly. And last year, this was a team that took a long time to find their identity. Granted, they needed a coaching change to make it happen, but you're right. Once they made that change, it was like, shit, Ryan started scoring and all this kind of stuff. And this year, it, it, you're not, you don't have a coaching change. You don't have that bullet in the chamber. I'm not sure if a trade is going to shake this team up, but I also think with the amount of sort of fresh faces in the room and some of the key vocal pieces not being there, maybe this should have been more expected than we thought. Maybe we should have expected more of a learning curve. Maybe, hmm. but I don't know that I expected... I don't know that I could have reasonably expected to be 19 games, 20 games into the season. And Evan Bouchard doesn't have a goal. Keller Yamamoto doesn't have a goal. Yes. Pulley RV has one goal. Yeah. That, that's those three names there. That's a big surprise. You know what I mean? Like I didn't see that coming. No. Now, do you honestly think that's going to extend through the rest of the year? And no, I don't. And that's kind of why I'm not terribly upset. Like I'm frustrated, yeah. but I'm not worried or upset. And I don't want to make a, a snap decision on the trade right now. Um, I do feel like we're playing kind of like that two eleven and two last year and outside the first three games of it, I think we're going to smacked around. There were a lot of just bad luck type of things. Like, like last night's game. Let's get into last night's game as an example. Again, if you want to chime in on what the Oilers biggest need is right now, hit us up Owen radio podcast on Twitter and Instagram for our friends at oodle noodle and DoorDash for the delicious debate. I want to talk about last night's game though. Oilers. I thought had their best first period in quite some time. 
They outshot the New Jersey Devils 10 to 4. Yeah, there was the goal against and it sucks, but you know, it was it was what it was. Solid start to the game on the road. Second mm-hmm. period, not really the case. Third period, started to get back into it. Nuge got that goal 5 minutes in, wheels fell off. So, what do you make of a night like last night? Obviously, you got to tip your hat to the New Jersey Devils. They're on a heater of all heaters right now. 13 straight games. <laughs> Sometimes what are you going to do? But I also thought the Oilers had a chance to win that game and ultimately blew it. I think it changed after the, uh, the Skinner giveaway, the second goal. Yeah. And I'm not good. Was and, it and then he fell down goal? on that second one second. too. Yeah. Like I'm not, and it's weird. I know it's a loss and this is not a moral victory type of thing, but I felt better about the game last night than I have some other losses this year. Yeah. I think that's fair. It felt it's like weird, they were but, in it, but I never felt like they were going to win. Yeah. And like Sounds we were talking about before, I thought, you know, we were probably going to be, if we could keep within a goal or keep it tied the rest of the way, then you, you always have that chance with uh, with type of offense we have. But um, they got the lead by a goal, then two, pulled it back, and they got the lead again. And I think that kind of, not demoralizes, but then it changes your game style too, right? You got to play way too offensive. <laughs> they, took, they took advantage of their chances. We shot ourselves in the foot. Well, and the Devils, they just, they played a really clean hockey game. They've made very few mistakes. And when you play good teams like that, like it's really hard for teams to play mistake-free hockey. The Devils were close, but Hyman had that look right in front of the net where the the Devils' coverage fell apart Mm -hmm. and Hyman fired it wide. There was just a bit out there. I wanted to backhand it to Nurse. Like That was perfect for him. The (laughs) play where McLeod had a wide open net off a Devils turnover (laughs) and Hyman stopped it. Okay, there's another one. You had a chance. And then there was the turnover. I forget if it was Fogel or Hyman, whoever it was in front. Also, same thing. Brutal turnover by the Devils. D-man, Vanacek makes the save. And it's like, okay, you got three mistakes from the Devils. They gave them right to you. And you didn't score on any of them. And when the Oilers made mistakes, Nurse, bad pinch, boom, back of the net. Skinner fumbles it, boom, back of the net. Skinner falls down, back of the net. Three mistakes the devil scored on. Was the bad pinch the Pugliarvi to nurse? The yeah, and the Tatar's uh, yeah. little beep, pop, pop. That was just like, you know, the puck was really bouncy, and I'm not trying to give any excuses there, but um, yeah, that was just like, you know, the bobbly puck, and we don't win these 50-50 battles right now. Mm-hmm. It's very frustrating. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is like sometimes you just watch this team, and they and I, it's because they're skilled and they're they have a very skilled roster, but sometimes they just don't look like they work hard enough. But it's it's kind of like they're too even keeled. Like they're always yeah. just going in fourth like, gear, or whatever. And then they when they hit five, look the fuck out. Here they come. But it's just like sometimes they don't. They're like, okay, don't worry, don't worry, we got this. Don't worry, we got this. Don't get too. That's was, what was frustrating about last night too, because on Saturday against Vegas, they fucking worked for sixty did. minutes, and they got the win. It wasn't pretty, but well, they, damn it, yeah, those they, two points, you love them. Yeah, they still made mistakes, and like that, that third goal, they're the tying goal they lead to. It's yep. just, they don't have a complete game yet. There was a play in the third period, and I hate, and I don't, I almost shouldn't have brought this up because I feel like I've been <laughs> ragging on the guy a lot recently, and I don't want to because I really like him. But there was a play in that third period, I say, when they were down by two. Ryan McLeod picks it up in the neutral zone to do one of his patented zoom in, squeeze past the D-man, and he scoops it up. And there were two players he would have had to go through right at the blue line. And he got to the red line and he turned back and he like circled back into his own end. And then the Oilers never got the puck into the zone. And it's like, okay, put that deep and go get it. Respect and the blue might, lines. And, and you might get hit. You might have to hit someone. It might not be flashy or a lot of fun, 
but good teams do that. Yeah. I have to give Tyler credit because I've I've noticed since Tyler mentioned on this very podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago that McLeod is the guy that does the flybys more than anybody. And it just kills me now. I see it every time. And he just the the hits where it's, you know, it's not a it's not going to be a massive hit. It's just going to let the defenseman know that you were right there. And he just misses those every time. It's it's killing me the little things with Ryan McLeod. See, and this is why I liked watching in the in the training camp when um, when Kane was roughing up two players. One was Pooley RV, see him playing or more physical this year. And two was McLeod. It's kind of a way like, boys, like this, you know, get in here, like rough shit up. Like, You're not going to get hurt. You're going to get in. Yeah, the it's next. okay. Like, let's get in here and like have some fun with this. Well, and the thing with like Ryan McLeod too, like no one's expecting him to lay out devastating no. body checks. It's just getting in the fight a little bit more. Or Steven's putting your body in front of the other dude. So he can't keep skating. Make Separate life difficult because that guy's got so many wheels. He could pop in and out of there like so well. Yeah. No, I agree. I was like, that. I mean, it's like McDavid. McDavid goes around and throws a big hit every once in a while. And it's just purely his speed. It has nothing to do with him. <laughs> outstrengthening well, anybody. Yeah, it's 200 pounds into you, but yeah, you'll hit 200 pounds moving at the, <laughs> at the speed, speed of, of a light. car in a school <laughs> zone. Yeah. Like <laughs> that'll hurt. <laughs> That's just science. Uh, anything else from last night's game that stuck out to you? I, I, I want to, I'm going to defend Stuart Skinner. I like last night, yeah. the B cast, there was a lot of people just all oh, fucking Stuart Skinner. Like there was one guy that the goaltending was not up to par last night. And I think we'd agree with that. He was shitting on Jack Campbell for like 10 minutes until eventually I was like, Hey man, you didn't play. Wow. Could have made one save. Well, he did make one save. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did one make for one. one. What are you talking well, about? That's a, that's a perfect example of the season so far. Oh Yeah. Oh, we're, well, we're going to get to Jack Campbell, poor Jack Campbell in a second. But like, what did you make of Skinner's game last night? He's been so good all, all year. You, you give him the right off. The worst game he's played all year. And it's probably not a, I'm not being critical. It's it? just what he was. Hey, and it's bound to happen. He's been so good. Yeah. He's had two games where he's been below average and they've both been against the devils. One of the best teams in the league. So I'm not. Yeah. There's no need to be worried. Yeah. Like, he made a mistake. How, how often do you really see him? Play the puck. I don't anyway. even mention like, that. I don't even mention. Yeah. It is what it is. It is like get it over is. it. This it's, isn't a goalie who's out there making stupid ass mistakes. It's just it's a mistake. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Yeah, Part of being a human is being, being making mistakes. It's also a rookie. Yeah. I didn't. Happen. I didn't get. Oh, I was. Just, I just gonna say I didn't get to watch the whole game, unfortunately. But is holding? Was that the first time the Devils have been held less than double digit shots in the first period? I feel like it has to be one of the times like there was only five shots against in the first period. And that for the Oilers, I mean, that was a win in my opinion. Well, and that's, but then yeah, Dan, that's exactly why it was a little bit frustrating to me last night. Cause I thought the Oilers were like, man, they came out like that's the start you need. Yeah. It's a tie game after 20 minutes, but like, man, we got something going here. Look good. That's yeah. a good road period, yeah. especially against the New Jersey devils team like that. I think if the but Oilers you knew, bring they were coming same, relentlessly after that, if they bring that same style of game against the Islanders, take out the mistake from Skinner and maybe like one of the mistakes in front of them. Like they'll beat the dev- the Islanders tomorrow. Yeah. Let's talk about that in a sec. I uh, got to give a shout out to our friends at tourism. Jasper Tyler, did you know that there are half price lift tickets for only $89 to Marmot basin? Interesting. I want to know, know a little bit more. The best deal in the Canadian Rockies is back, baby. Save up to 50% on regular price, adult, senior and student youth lift tickets every day, all season. No blackout dates. I repeat, no blackout dates. Let's go to the Rockies, baby. To get involved. Wow. To go out there. Liam, you're gonna want to listen, you're gonna want to pay attention here. Yeah. Jasper.travel forward slash forward slash forward slash escape. Jasper.travel forward slash escape. 
There you go. Mm. Do you guys ski or snowboard? Ski. I snowboard. Uh, I, I don't really do it either, but face. last time I was out, I snowboarded, sort of. I mean, I was on Isn't it. Isn't that harder? Uh, I like the only time I've ever skied. I think was like fucking ten. To be fair, I think I'd probably be better at skis because I can skate. It's like skate. I would probably be better on a snowboard than. But a snowboard. Is, I haven't yeah, gone skiing different. since I'm probably eight. Yeah, but you were like a prodigy snowboarder. So that makes sense. Well, I mean, no, but <laughs> I can I can do it effectively. Yes. Will you be taking the ramp? I would take a ramp, sure. No, no, at the at the at the thing. In oh, that thing! <laughs> Come on, the ramp. Yeah, the F- F- yeah, the bigger uh, the bigger competition. Oh, right, 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 right. right that right. thing would probably make me poo myself. <laughs> <laughs> Softer landing. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little nugget. Just broke. You know As what? I'm standing up top. If you well, haven't seen the Chris, ramp, Tyler posted them on the real life socials. Spooky. The ramp starts at the top of Commonwealth. Yes. I'm standing up there. A little nugget rolls down the leg. That's gross. Yep. You remember when Chris, the intern, had an opportunity to go down the Red Bull crashed ice course bag milk? And what happened, Dan? Why didn't he do it? Tummy. He had a tummy bug that morning. Because he was pooing himself. <laughs> what the hell? All right. Uh, I'm a skier, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah yeah sorry you asked you probably wanted us to ask you back <laughs> all right let's look ahead um, at tomorrow sorry go ahead let's pause for an ad first i just did one ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Let's talk about tomorrow night's game against the New York Islanders. This is a game I think the Oilers have to, they have to win. The Islanders are a beatable team in my opinion. Although I think with the Oilers at this point, I think Tyler said it, every team should be a beatable team. To be honest, that yep. should be the expectation. Tomorrow, I think they need to beat the Oilers or the Islanders, but I want to start off with our boy, Jack Campbell. Poor Jack sitting there watching the game last night, or maybe not watching. <laughs> It gets a puck deflected right into his face, breaking his nose. If that is not just like the universe telling us what kind of start to the season Jack Campbell has had, I don't know what it is. Well, it's got to be rock bottom, right? Well, that's a great way to start a story. 
Like he the comeback sudden, after the broken nose, he all of a sudden goes thirty eight and oh, he's got like a nine eighty two save percentage. Yes, like it's just, that's how his start, uh, story starts. Let me having a chuckle here. Uh, Poor Jack Campbell takes a puck to the face. I just just happened, and I thought. Of course, <laughs> like, but you can't. There's no way he did. It looked like he even like waved to stop it and still missed it. He's just gonna make it up. I hope he's okay. He said he was fine, but man, his nose is a bit bigger than it was yesterday. A little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. I was actually worried that I thought well, he took it. You've been a fan for the others a long time. Yeah, you course. know damn well what you thought first. I was like, oh no, it's like a broken eye socket. Like I thought it hit him in the eye. That's this what they dude, said. Like, we're bringing in, really? and, and of course, you're reading right away. Someone on Twitter is like, the, the e-bug. out. Now we're bringing up Ollie or something like this. So I was like, You see the e-bug getting oh, dressed, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? It wasn't even the e-bug that scared me. I was like, whatever, we can get through this game. It's what's happening tomorrow. Like, yeah, like Jack Campbell lost his eye. Because my TD Force like, and- was holding the towel. I'm like, oh, that hit him right in the fucking eye. Come and on. They, even oh. on, the, on the broadcast, they mentioned eye for some reason. Like, I think it hit him in the eye. They said, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I've seen this story. It's before. almost good news it hit him in the beak, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it is almost good news that that's where he like took the it. Mouth could have lost some chiclets and shit. Yeah, but it's not the eye. This is like when Taylor Hall got his head stepped on. Yeah, in like it's in warm ups and oh. it's just like nothing. Like oh, it's just probably just like and no, you fucking clip him right in the head or you know it's. <laughs> I had a lot of P- P- PTSD there yesterday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Poor Jack Campbell. By the way, do you put him in net tomorrow? Yeah, is he healthy enough? Good question. Can he breathe? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't he didn't, know. did not seem to have any black eyes today, so I don't think they're swelling at all. So, but like maybe that again goes to the turnaround, the comeback. Once those things get real dark, and he's looking at you, you're like, "Oh, what the fuck? What's going on with this guy? He's scary." I'm telling you, this is the beginning of a story. Dan, you playing Campbell tomorrow? If if he's able, that's the scary part for me is the broken nose. I've always heard about the don't blow your nose because that's the instinct that you have instantaneously is to try and blow out the the blockage or whatever and so that's why he didn't get the bruising around his eyes have you ever heard that before tyler so dan for those at home can only (laughs) see me on the zoom he's only seeing my camera dan everyone's making the same facial expression i am (laughs) never you've never heard of that before when you get a broken nose that you that like the first thing you want to do is like it feels like your nose is plugged and so you want to blow out and then that's when you get the the bruising under your eyes and into your really what are you blowing out at that point cartilage (laughs) (laughs) anyway um so yeah i I would just be worried that campbell's uh, like that there's going to be some kind of a you know an issue that happens there i wonder if we see an e-bug on the bench for tomorrow's game no you'd have enough time to get a goalie they would have called someone up if campbell so dan just to to he's practicing today he was in the starters net today i believe this morning further your point uh, i found this. this is from the ufc Yes. Uh, why you should not blow your nose after a fight or having your nose broken. Unfortunately, it increases the venous venous blood pressure by blowing one's nose after a soft tissue surrounding the eye has been damaged, which causes rapid loss of blood from the leaky veins and profound swelling, which can result in your eyes swelling shut. That's awesome. I watched a guy. I watched that happen yes. to a guy in front of me one time after a fight. So yeah, it's it's not pleasant. So there you go. I Dana, bet you it looked kind of cool. Dana White teaching us things today. <laughs> Thanks, Dean. Yep. Shout out Dana, Dana White. Ends the episode. <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect from Jack Campbell tomorrow, provided he is able to? He doesn't blow his nose between now and tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what do we? What is it? What what is a reasonable start for Campbell tomorrow against the Islanders? I have no idea. 
I think you, that's you, a terrible answer for sure. But like, the exact but, same expectations you had at yeah, the beginning of the season. I guess stop the puck as many times as you can. And hopefully, only allow two goals or less. And the other one, motivational speaker Liam. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, what's a reasonable start for Campbell tomorrow if he does get the start? Just be above nine hundred, my boy. Just that is a stop low bar. Ninety percent of the shots you face, and yeah. we'll be cool. I was talking to uh, this goalie guy that I know. And was it grand hockey fear? or soccer? Uh, hockey. Okay. And he was like, we, I was talking about it and I was asking him like what he thought of Campbell and he's just like, oh, he's just kind of having a weird season, whatever. And then he said, and I agree, he's like, they're just going to literally throw the numbers out. Like whatever Jack Campbell's are, num- numbers are right now, like they, they just should be wiped from existence because after the math Tyler did, he's like, you're never going to get respectable numbers unless you have an absolute insane rest of the season. So you just got to kind of like clean slate for Campbell. Like so we're looking at wins and losses now for him. No, I'm looking at like, what did he do last game? Oh, he got a nine ten. What did he do before that? Oh, he got another nine ten. Like right. It should be like a game by game. Season starts now. Yes. Season starts now with the broken beak. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. New era. Yep. Just broken allow era. three goals or less. That's all I ask. Yeah. I think that, that is, I, you know what I'm saying is Dan actually three goals or less. I'm going to say two. Yeah, but if they win 4-3 and he faces 36 hey. shots, you'll be happy with it. Yeah, the Islanders have won more games 4-3 than any other score this year. The puck line. Do you know what? I don't, <laughs> just don't allow crap. And don't suck. I think that's a good... Yeah, don't suck. Like, when we played Tampa Bay, and what was that? It was 3-2 we won, right? A yep. 4-2, was it? Them 3-2. Okay. The two goals he allowed, like the second one wasn't great, but also I thought he had a good game. And then there was also... I feel like there was a game before he lost... But also wasn't his fault. Maybe it was Vancouver. Maybe I'm going way back. What do you, what do you have? You want Sour Patch Kids? Yeah, I see him having a little mange over there. I'll have one. Can you throw me one? He's having a little mange over there. And I didn't have one. That's why he's been so quiet over here. He's staring at me while he's enjoying the Sour Patch Kids <laughs> that he knows I want. <laughs> All he wanted was a couple on the table. He's like, no, you'll be too distracted. Uh, Next thing you know, he's up to his was elbow. infinitely more distracted. <laughs> I, I, think, can't, I can't remember. Jack Campbell, you're all right, kid. You know what would be great? <laughs> It'd be great if the Oilers could, they know Campbell's struggling. Mm-hmm. Give him a little run support. You know, one of those games where it's like, no matter what happens in net, we got you because we put up a fucking touchdown. I yeah, see. I, I like that idea, but I want to see them put up that touchdown in their own zone where they don't give up any any good opportunities where they mm-hmm. kind they make everything they gotta be dogs yeah for, keep everything on the fucking outside <laughs> i want to see them come in their own zone and just handle that fucking thing for them so you know what here's a couple fucking floaters here's 20 shots in the game one goal let's go on even if it's fucking two one i don't care they need to show up for him in his own zone we will get some new line combos tomorrow against the islanders let me walk through the forward group for you boys and let me know what you think. Fogel, McDavid, Hyman. There is your first line. Nuge, Dreisaitl, Pugliarvi. Yanmark moved back down to the third line with McLeod and Costin. Holloway, Malone, Ryan round up the top 12. Liam? Yeah, I don't know. I guess they got to <laughs> shake things up a little bit. What was the top line again? Fogel, uh, McDavid, Hyman. It's probably the right thing to do. I think McDavid and Hyman should be staple to each other. Yeah, and Tyler brought that point the other day where you have you need to kind of play in duos a little bit. And Hyman and McDavid are one for me, and Nuge and Dreisaitl are the other right now. And yeah, I like those. I guess Yamark wasn't 
great. I guess yesterday. Jay's not buying that jersey, hey, Tyler? Yeah. I like the addition of Fogel right now to that. those two guys. I think Fogel's kind of like that that dog on the bone out there right now. He's playing pretty well. Maybe not putting up the points you want to see, but in terms of players on this roster, who you can put with those guys, I think I, I like that addition. Hey, in the last five games, uh, McLovin's contributing just as well as anybody could hope what for a want. depth score. Yeah. Dan, what about the new lines for you? I selfishly would have liked to have seen a little bit more of Yanmark up there before we made a switch again. But if we're, if all we can ask for is duos the whole way for the rest of the season, then I'd be happy with the duos that we have with McDavid and Hyman and then dry and, uh, and Yessa. So no, not Yessa. Nuge, dry Yessa. I would have kept McLeod and uh, Pugliarvi as a duo too. I would have been like, hey, these are three do- duos. We're running with them. Do you think it has anything to do with watching uh, Leon and Pugliarvi maybe just have that little connection off the uh, you know, um, I after practice or whatever was... the other game? And then he had a decent game yesterday. He was they out looked, there hitting. They look good last um, night. If he goes to the fucking front of the net like he was yesterday, I think that's where he's most effective right now. Moving he just needs. Booty. Yeah. Like, exactly. It, dude, like guys come up to hit him and they end up falling. You can't move him. He no. just needs like, I w- I would love to see him get a little of Zach Hyman spirit in him when he's in front of the net because like Zach Hyman's a smaller guy. You're not moving him either, and he's gonna get his stick on the puck, and he's probably gonna steal it somehow. So if this line plays together tomorrow, and we are pretty sure that Puliarvi is gonna be in front of that the whole damn time. I'm fairly certain they're going to have some offensive opportunities. Everybody should be looking at the overshot attempts for both pool, uh, both Nuge and and dry saddle tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Those guys are going to be shooting all day long. If you've got the big fella in front. Oh, well you have to, right? Have to. Cause like last night he didn't get a point on it, but he's the reason Leon dry goal went in. Oh yeah. He was causing mayhem in front of the, in literally front of the net. moved a man. Yeah. His bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I like a lot of what Yes is doing right now, but man, he just—he's one of those guys. He needs like to Fogel, find the fucking score sheet. Like Fogel, he needs something good to happen. Like, look at Warren Fogel. He's got three goals in his last what, five or six? And the first yeah. one was a fucking shorthanded from outside the, you know, from just inside the blue line. Mm-hmm. He can. I never really realized how well he can shoot the puck. Fogel. Oh, Fogel. Like, yeah, he yeah. can rip it pretty well from most places in the offensive yeah. zone. Like he's a threatening shot, which. Could make him valuable in the top six if he continues with his confidence. I like full goal. You were talking about uh, some shot props. I'm looking at for our friends at Betway, just at uh, my bets from last night. (laughs) 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 Shot props are hurting me these days. I'm telling you, man, look at those two for tomorrow. Shot props are hurting me. I don't like it. I do like Betway, but I do not like losing my bets. You know, Mm -hmm. hurt sometimes, Liam. Hurt sometimes. Uh, looking ahead at tomorrow, quick score prediction. Nation Dan, you're up first. I will say because it's worked for me the last few times, I'm gonna say the Islanders win four to two. Yep. Usually Got I'm it. wrong. I'll say the Oilers win four one. Rick. It's the type of season right now. Can't keep them down to one. It's probably gonna be two, but we're gonna pop five. So five two Edmonton. Four two. Three, two. Remember that time James Neal scored a shitload of goals against the Islanders? That's what I think of when I think of that. I guess they're in a new building now, but um, that rink in New York. Dreisaitl and McDavid connecting in overtime in both New York or in the, on the Island and then right in New Jersey right afterwards as well. I want to add an extra layer to our score predictions because we do this every game. A little little mayo. (laughs) 
A La Mayo? A Little Mayo. I like Lil Mayo. I like Lil Mayo the rapper. What do you think about that, Liam? You didn't see that shit coming. He's an alien. Never heard of him. Be gone, thoughts. Go away. The man of God. She was miracle whip. I am stunned. Not so obvious game day prediction for tomorrow, Tyler, as you throw me a Sour Patch Kid. I'm going to finish this bag of Sour Patch Kids. But it's on the table here. I think it's in the Careful. headphones. All right. We're channeling the GDB here. Your not so obvious game day prediction. I will start. I'll inspire you. Kaleem Costin with his first tomorrow. Mc- the Oilers get multiple goals with both McDavid and Drysaddle off the ice. <laughs> I like that. Jack Campbell shutout. Oh, loud. Dan? Uh, I'm going to say that Matt Barzell gets a goal and an assist. What is this? Islanders nation? <laughs> yeah, who invited this guy? <laughs> I told you, I have to go with the, when I go with the other team, we win. So I'm just going to keep trying to stick to it. Liam, what do you got for tomorrow? Uh, I will go. Pugliavi has two points. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I like that. Again, you could have just poured me a little pile on the table, but you refused. All right. Oh, that one was do, you blue they, do you know how they color the blue ones, Tyler? Pardon? Do you know how they color the blue ones of those Sour Patch Kids? They're good. They're blue raspberry, aren't they? They use beaver butt. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for our it's friends at Twig and Berries. Gland. Look it up. Twigandberries.ca. Go use the promo code NATION15. You'll get a little discount on your order if you're out in St. Albert's. Go try on some undies. And then come over for dinner after. Tyler will cook you dinner. He might even cook you some frozen vegetables and garlic and butter. If you're lucky. We did a B-cast the other day, and Tyler was, like, really distracted during the B-cast, and then eventually he's just like, see what I'm doing? And he was so excited because he had some fresh or frozen veg in that frying pan. What game was this? Because I feel like at the end of the games, he's, like, usually halfway to bed. So what day were you still cooking? I was, you were at the and game. And if it was a 2 p.m. game, I'm really worried about why you were cooking dinner. Yeah, it was a loss like to a, L.A. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was What LA. time was that game at? That was, was an 8 o'clock start. Game. Oh, I'm proud of you. I went you to the game, up late. had a couple beers, came home. Oh, so it was drunken, fr- <laughs> it was drunken frozen vegetables. About halfway there. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I love it. You look like you got something to say. No, I've said enough. <laughs> Are you going to go to twigandberries.ca and use the promo code NATION15? Like I do after every show. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. <laughs> Liam Liam rolls through a fresh pair of undies every show. <laughs> Doesn't wear He's the same Justin ones twice. Timberlake of undies. Uh, 365 pairs. Word, word association? I just want to, real quick before we get to word association, Frank Saravalli over at dailyfaceoff.com released his first trade targets list of the season. Go check that out. See who's on the block. So Coomzy, our boy Cam, we should post it right here. Kind of aggregated a little bit. Some of the names that may interest the Oilers, even though it may be a little bit unlikely, like a Bo Horvat. Wouldn't mm-hmm. he just absolutely solve some of the forward issues? No, I think you're going to see a JT Miller type of out of him. Next up, Jacob Chitrin. We've been talking about him for months. That's Campbell, too, with his nose. Convenient. This is a podcast. People won't know what we're talking about. <laughs> So there's Frank's article. He's got Bo Horvat first on the list. Patrick Kane, you know that helps. Jonathan Tate. Okay, you get a, you get Tyler's choice. You can have one of them, Kane or Taves. Am I considering the acquisition cost? Uh, yes. Taves. Rick? Yeah, get- I think I'm going Taves too. They're both 34? Yep. They're drafted a year apart. Oh, they have it. 
Uh, I take the defenseman. Dan's going defense. So you got Jacob Chikorin fourth up on the list. Uh, he's only played once so far this year, I see. Yep. What else you got? Keep scrolling down, Tyler. John Klingberg. I, I just I, They had rumored interest in him in the summer, though, right? So I think that's why it's worth keeping an eye on him. But he's a righty. So then you would have, like, just walk through it. You would have Barry Bouchard, <laughs> Klingberg. CC, Kling, yeah. One okay. of them would have to play their offside. One of them has to go because that's con- that contract's big. Yeah, unless you're flipping Barry. And you're still trying to find $3 million extra. Well, the Ducks will probably keep half. Timo Meyer, I'd love it. Not happening. Yeah, no, and he's he's got a $10 million QO coming in the summer. Oh. Anthony Duclair, you mentioned him earlier. Tyler. So Frank went into a little bit more detail here. So Anthony Duclair scored 30 goals last season and in 31 goals in 74 games. He's hurt, blew out his ACL over the summer. Yeah, He's close to returning already. He's making $3 bucks. The Panthers cannot afford to activate him. But if he's healthy, they have to activate him, which means they need to trade someone or trade Duclair before they can bring him back. And the names Frank listed were Reinhardt, Bennett, and Duclair. I, if you can make the money work, which would probably mean you have to trade one of the $3 million guys somewhere, I would love Sam Bennett or Anthony Duclair on this. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I feel like Bennett would be more of the defense. Can you imagine, too, just how annoying oh, it would be, be for Flames fans? It'd be fun to piss people off. It would be so fun. And this might be a spot where Florida has to give someone up for pennies on the dollar. Mm -hmm. Like they might just be forced. If they get to the point where Duclair's like, I'm healthy, I'm ready to play. They might have to just go, okay, call every team around the league and be like, who wants them? Hmm. Doesn't does Duclair have a bit of an edge to his game, or is that am I thinking of there's, else? there's points where he'll be? I think he. So no, he needs to stay motivated. So no, when he's we, motivated, he does. We need someone who's self motivated. But if they sit there and they go, Sam Bennett's on the block, then I'd yeah. I'd be more prone to look at. So I don't even think I'd look at Duclair to tell you the truth. I have a suggestion. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> what if? We were able to get Duclair. Yes. Do you remember he used to have that really good chemistry with Max Domi? You want them both. Why not? That Probably would be too much money. Yeah, so they both what is a salary cap? Yeah. No, never heard of it. <laughs> Max Domi makes three million. Yeah. Maybe you get half, so it's one point five. So you have four and a half million you have to move out. I don't know. It doesn't seem out. I don't think it would ever happen. Just looking at Ken Holland's history, I don't think he's going to go after any of the big guys. I don't think he's going after anybody at all. I think he's going to be right horned up for Jonathan Taves. That, that feels like such a Kenny Hall. Yeah, that like, does feel like a Kenny Hall. The yeah, one yeah. time he goes all in, it's for the guy he put on all those Olympic teams. That's a Kenny Holland move. <laughs> yep. He knows what he can do. He's he'll even talk about him at international tournaments. Dude, I, pro- like, yeah. I promise you, some of those guys would appreciate having a guy like him in the room. I think Probably, they would too. Sure. I think that's the kind of move like you can talk about. Like, hey, if you were to go get like a Bo Horvat, like, I think the guys in the room would be like, oh yeah, like good player. Uh. But like, I feel like Jonathan Taves is. If you want to get your room amped up, even though he may not he's be, got the rings. Yeah, he's got the rings. He's and got the rings, and he's got story. that clout. He's got a, and yeah, whether you like it or not, he's got a resume. NHL top one hundred, Jonathan Taves. Yeah. Oilers would put up a banner. They could. Just for bringing him in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then Jonathan Taves just walks into the room wearing all, all his cup rings and his gold medals from the Olympics. Yeah, but I <laughs> want to see now? him walking in like, uh, who was on the plane there last? Was it Went? No, it wasn't Wentz. It was Kirk Cousins. Oh, I, want yeah. to see him on, I want to see him walking like that. <laughs> Shirtless. Like, yeah, chest tear out, all these gold chains and stuff. I want to see him walking in in your Oilers Crocs. That's what I want to see him walking <laughs> I, will, I will definitely give them to him. Vladislav Gavrikov? I don't know anything about him. Yeah, who is this guy? Defend, defense first defenseman. Left Excellent. shot, Need 27 that. years old. 
has actually scored twice in 18 games this year. We do need a guy who just all you do is keep pucks out. Frank says, what does the package look like? The Blue Jackets received first and third round picks for David Savard in 2021. Gavrikov is probably a better player and definitely younger. I think he costs you a second rounder. How many? And maybe a UFA 2.8. I think he's Kulak 2.0. What did they, they paid Lagason and a second, a second and another pick. And then you resigned him. I'd be okay with that. But then you're looking at, there's some guys that are, are gone then. Like, like the only lefty you keep then that like you keep Nemo, but then Ryan Murray's got to go. I, I think, <laughs> I think if, would you give up Damn. for Gavrikov, who again, good defensive defenseman has proven it at the NHL level. Granted, hasn't played a lot of, in a lot of big games for Columbus. Would you do the second round pick in Nemo Linen for him? I was just thinking uh, that Finnish guy going to the Finnish GM. I've been doing this with is Nima Line is Nima Linen, if you believe in Broberg, Nima Linen's a spare part. I and I don't think he is. I don't so think so. Then he gives like, a different flavor of defense. I think, you can walk, I, think you, I think in the long run they'd like to have both of them in the lineup. But Kulak and Nurse are signed no, long term. But Kulak's not certainly certain what four years? It's a long time. But you look at like moving a guy like that in year four. Maybe you're three. If so Broberg you, and Nemo are pushing them down. But I'm saying course. by next year, you can't have Broberg and Nemo Lennon in the minors. You got to have them up. Do you not think Nemo Lennon is replaceable? I think he is. I think he is. I think he people like him because like, he hits hard. But other than yeah. that, he's he's a six seven D man. And I, I wonder about his upside. Isn't, yeah. I think people like him because he gives Edmonton something that we don't have right now. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Does he? When was the last time he really cleaned somebody out? Last night. Did he? He dropped one on the blue line. Yeah. And then he fired another. Right. He stopped another dude in his tracks in the fucking corner on the right. Okay, we'll cut that pot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not like, I like Nima Linen. I don't think he's a guy like, oh, we got to keep him. Like, if something comes up where you can improve this defense and Nima Linen's a casualty, he's not untouchable. But no, I'm not out there fucking, I'm not out there shopping him either. But you also have that. I know he doesn't have any NHL experience. Another two are duty for Andreas Athens here? Uh uh. What about like what that Dehane? That's his name, right? Vinny Dehane. He's like six foot seven. Oh, yeah, I thought we were bringing back little He's D. down with an injury again. again? He's fucked up his no, hand again. Okay. But I'm saying, right? Like, he's a righty. The left side of your blue line. I don't have, have any untouchables on defense. No, I probably don't either. Not now. I think probably in June, Broberg was close to, but I don't think Broberg's that But I'm just, what I'm saying is like, Looking ahead, Nurse and Kulak are here for the for the window, right? If you think your window's the next three, four years to really give her and try to give McDavid and Dreisaitl everything they can while their contracts are still on, and you have decent deals, Kulak and Nurse are going to be here for that whole time. We're talking... You're looking at AHL with probably already a player in mind to take over for Kulak. And that guy, but but again, by that point, it should be Broberg. No. You don't need both Broberg and Niemelainen in your I organization. I'd love a guy right now that could push Kulak down one. Yeah, me too. Maybe that's Vlad Gavrikov. Yeah, but I think it might Never be, heard about him until just now. I think it might be better to push Bouchard down one and give that better defensive partner to Kulak. And I know that sure. makes a that, that that may not even work actually because that sets you up with a weird fucking third. Pairing. Kulak was the Barry whisperer in the playoffs. Last I was going to say mm-hmm. maybe that's the recipe for success. Yeah, maybe. What do you guys make of? We're talking about Evan Bouchard. What do you make of Evan Bouchard's season so far? Again, before we start, no. this is a player with 121 NHL games. No, no one's fucking see, career goes in a straight line upwards. Nope. Nope. Ups and this downs. This is his second. Downs. I am not NHL season. I'm not giving up on him yet. Me neither. But what I would Jay like Downton. is a scenario. Yep. <laughs> yep. I would like a scenario where he's on the third pairing playing power play 
See, then, I think they came in this year and they said, hey, listen, I think he's good for two. And it's just not quite there yet. There's some of the, we came in this year, had a couple of our younger players penciled in for certain areas with a certain amount of growth. And I don't think we've seen that quite yet. I think the others <laughs> did a, it's easy to say now, but they did a bad job in the off season of sheltering those second year guys. Mm-hmm. I think we just all the, all the, all the younger. Them, yeah. yeah. We have two high of expectations of Poyavi is going to take a jump, Bouchard, McLeod, and really like Skinner too, I suppose. And really skin is the only one that's taken like a big stride and been like, yeah, this guy is like, I think looks Bush, like an established NHL, which I, don't I think mean parts quite of like Bouchard's that, games actually gone backwards a little bit. I think he, which is fine. I mean, like I said, stuff. it goes ups and downs, ups and downs. Right. I think his patience might be his biggest weakness. Yeah. I think it he's another absolutely insane. And he's at both ends of the ice. Sometimes He'll like mess up the pocket. He's just like looking down at it and he's like, oh, I got some pressure. And then it's like he's something just, shitty happens. Or he hits a guy 200 feet down the ice, <laughs> takes a tape pass. It's like so, oh, so frustrating. And in the offensive zone, we start calling him the shin pad assassin because he takes so long to get the puck off his stick. Even when it comes off, like everything's being blocked right now. It makes <sighs> no sense. Don't you see a guy who's just, he's gripping the stick right now? Yep. yep. Yeah. He needs one desperately. I also think the whole block shot thing is getting blown just a wee bit out of proportion. Tell me about that. So I looked into the numbers. This was before the New Jersey game. So there were 145 defensemen. I think we talked, we talked about this before too. I don't know about on this show, but 145 defensemen at that point, when I looked into it, who had played um, at least 205 on five minutes, Bouchard shots on net per 60 minutes was eighth amongst 145. And I looked and calculated the block shots per 60 between him and those other high-end D-men, guys like Brent Burns and Eric What's Carlson. The window, sorry? How long is the window? What kind of window? What kind of time period are we talking? Just the season, Just start of the season until after the LA game. Okay. So we're not including Vegas and New Jersey, yeah. I guess, but that's just the numbers I have yeah. up here. His block shots per 60 was less than Burns. I think it was less than Carlson's. Of those top eight, it was less than like some of those guys. I bet you his is up significant in like the last five or six games. Probably. And that's why and that's it feels so fresh yeah. to us right but now. But the point is he's still getting shots through on the year as a whole at a very elite level. Like him in the offensive zone, I'm not actually worried about like the block shots taken up. He'll or figure out how to, st- how to step to the yeah, side. He'll around. figure it out. I'm more concerned about him getting beat wide on the rush as much as he is and him looking lost in the D zone as much as he is. That's what's actually yeah. concerning for me with Bouchard. And well, I just, I think that's where he needs a Duncan Keith, that type of veteran yes. guy who's been around and knows how to fucking take care of a young kid like that. Yeah. hundred percent. And I know it frustrates yeah. a lot of people. It's like, I, that is not Ryan Murray. No, Ryan Murray has got to try, just try and do his best to keep his own ears out of uh, above water. <laughs> yes. He's great. Not tan. Out there, he's out there fucking mm-hmm. swimming with somebody else. It's almost a shame. Cody sees he doesn't shoot left. Yes. Have we tried that? Partner. Yeah, I was going to say, what was, he, what was he doing in the summer? Why uh-huh. wasn't he working on this? Yeah, yeah road like figure stick. it out. <laughs> figure it out. You don't see that, you know, ambidextrous defenseman? Maybe that's what we need. Dude, we no, we played somebody a couple games ago, and I don't know what it was, but he he, uh, he ended up flipping his stick for the fucking face-off. Really? Yeah, it was like a left-handed shot who flipped it righty, or vice versa. I can't remember. And I was like, wait a second, did I just see that? And then you slow it down, and you can even swap it back afterwards. What do you That's mean sick. he swapped it? So, so instead like, of shooting like you normally left-handed, mm-hmm. so I'd be taking the face off backhand on the backhand, he swaps it. So he's holding, the, instead of holding it like a righty, he's got two hands like this, so he can just pull it back with the curve. Sick. Oh, interesting. 
Mm-hmm. It was very creative. What about that pitcher for the Blue Jays? What was his name? Pat Van Dyke. Oh, that's all I could think of when I thought of Cody CC switching sticks. <laughs> Drives by the bench, like takes one shot, goes on the right for a face-off, goes down the ice, grabs a stick on the way by, gets a lefty. <laughs> so he shoots it. Nobody's doing it. that. I'm telling you, it could be an advantage. Could be some. Could be a disadvantage. You know? Hey, you're the head scout here. Maybe you start teaching the kids that this is the thing they need to learn. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Luck out world. Right? Uh, experience a world-class mashup of snowboarding and style right here in Edmonton at Commonwealth Stadium. A heightened fan experience grants you front row seats to watch the best snowboarders on earth go head-to-head in the largest stadium big air contest Canada has ever seen. Of course, I am talking about the FIS Snowboard Big Air World Cup presented by Toyota and Explore Edmonton. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster right now. Tyler? Mm-hmm. It is time for your favorite segment. Word association. Got <laughs> <laughs> the applause. Yeah, I, thought that was yeah. I just, I just, Thank I you. felt like you deserved it. All right, I got three of them. Liam's getting resituated over here. Yeah, Liam's ready. This is his thinking pose. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest; these aren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Our order today, we will go. Liam bagged milk, Dan, Rick, Liam bagged milk, Dan, Rick. Gotcha. Okay. And then me, the first one, the Connor McDavid OT winner against the golden Knights. Great. (laughs) Sexy. Top. Repeat. I realized it was one word. (laughs) Vintage. We the best. Indeed. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, red hot start to the year. Hot. hot. <laughs> Feeling hot. I'm going to say uh, erection. <laughs> Convenient. Sustainable. Predictable. Oh, mm. I feel like he's probably pumping his own tire right now. Mm-hmm. Ah, you know me. <laughs> Jack Campbell getting the start tomorrow. Good. Deserved. Nose. Correct. <laughs> Nervous. And I say deserved because like he's got to get in there at some point. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know like, like this guy out. <laughs> he's out a bunch of days now. He's yeah. almost at like 14. Perhaps a weeks. rehab stint. Isn't that what they call it in baseball? Like what they did to Shane Wright. <clears throat> what did they do to Shane Wright? They, they just healthy scratched him for five Games because they figured out there's a loophole in the CBA that says if you healthy scratch someone for five games, they're eligible for a conditioning stint. What? That's only take two. Just weeks, send right? him yeah. back. So their plan is they they waited, did all this fuckery. What? So that they could healthy scratch him for five games, perfectly leading up to this point. So that his two week conditioning stint perfectly rolls into the World Juniors, and they don't have to make a decision until January. What? That is brutal. If we did that here, we'll be lord with the fucking Twitter world be crushing Ken Holland. So he's here. Yeah. And the league would change the rules. So they can do yeah. that rehab camp whenever they want. I think it's only once. No, but it can start whenever. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't want to like healthy scratching for too many. No, I, I'm with you. But it's just like weird. I just don't get it. What they need to do is they need to put in like a one exception to the whole CHL NHL thing where yes. like every team's allowed to have one player or make it like a first round pick rule. Like if you're a first round pick, you're eligible for the AHL. It's ridiculous. Well, didn't they just change something when 19 year olds could now play in the American league no, after COVID? 
No, it's been a while. I thought there was a thing. Oh, maybe it's it was- always been an NHL CHL thing. Maybe it was just a thing when players were playing in the American League because of COVID and they just allowed those players to keep playing. We should have, that's what I was thinking. The HL team should have man, one underage player. I know I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but we should have used COVID's year as a way to bump up the draft age and eliminate any issues from COVID and players not being able to get their profile during COVID. Bump up year. a draft age? Yeah. Make, make it, it so you can't dra- draft kids until they're nineteen. So Connor McDavid would have to play one more year in the in the in the juniors? I think what like you probably have to have like Exceptional circumstances. Exceptional status, I don't, perhaps, think, I don't think we see that big of a deal, anyways. I don't think there's the the one way I like doing it is uh, you got to be 19 to be drafted in the second round or later. I think that one has potential. What's wrong no, with 18? Good. I don't know. People say that uh, you don't have a good enough read on the prospect, like a sport like football. You don't draft them. Yeah, because they're, they're like still busting football. To be fair, so they're yeah. in their early 20s or whatever, right when they get yeah. Drafted. It's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. Fuck them. Football's a little different too. Like if you had some eighteen-year-olds playing football, they'd be absolutely destroyed. Yeah, destroyed. Uh, yeah, they are very large men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They should change the draft rule in junior, not the NHL. To what? That's a good point. Because so junior kids right now in the OHL. Um, I think it's just the dub. Is it just the dub? I, I know in dub. Quebec they at least do a year ahead, but in the dub they get drafted. In the last year of Bantam, where in the other two leagues, at least one of them, you get drafted in your first year of U18. When you're 16 instead of 15. Yeah, and it makes mm. a massive difference because you can't even play a full season when you're coming out of U15. To, well, if So Conor Bedard, for example, got exceptional status, but if he didn't, he would just have to play another year of midget AAA hockey or U18 AAA hockey, where in Ontario or Quebec, whichever one it is, maybe both, they can just go right into it. Just makes sense. Like, why would you want to pick and then not be able to play him? You should have the option of doing what you want with him. Yes. Great. Your property. Gosh. Yes. Uh, Before we wrap up the episode, 9,281. Tyler, I just wanted to touch really quickly on the Tatar goal from last night. You didn't think it was... Listen, I understand it's a good goal. I know there were no rules that were broken just feels like there were i agree but there yeah no (laughs) there's nothing wrong with feeling that it it's dirty how the fuck why come on like we can barely pick up a fucking pass and this guy can use his right hand knock the puck down his left side and whack it in with one fucking hand like Like he's hitting a ground ball to a peewee baseball team like lobs it up and knocks it himself yeah now to be fair i guess a lot of people do the exact same thing when connor does some sort of fucking stupid thing like how do you score when he's like dribbling the puck on his 45 minutes people would have called it a travel or something Well, that's what I thought. Like, I know if Connor did that or Leon did, I would be like, whoa, did you see that? You just did my God. My thing is this something that could be exploited. Can you start giving no. alley oops? You're in on a two on one defenseman I'd lays love to down, see it. just lob it up to the guy's hands and he'll just tee himself up. I'd love to see it. Like if Connor's on the left side on the power play, he skies one, right? 20 feet in the air over the pile and Leon just smashes it home after he, catching it and teeing it up himself. He chokes down real like real low on his exactly. six when he's just using that fat blade. How protecting sick would the that plate? be? That you just park dry settle back door and you lob one in there and yeah. he just he's choked up. He's, <laughs> Take that Trevor Zegris. Yeah. yeah. That, that's way too high to be over the Anyways, I just watched that to Targo. I was like, oh, that shouldn't count. And then I was like, oh well. You don't want it to. Well, like I, 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 I guess there's, he didn't break any rules. Like I feel like gloving the puck down. You should have it should have to touch the ice or something. I don't know. It was weird to me. The glove rule is like weird. Do you remember 
Do you remember when we played Calgary and Zadarov literally just picked up the book and threw it out of the zone? Mm. He got a penalty. No, he didn't. Didn't he? He didn't get called on that. Like, I, well, they do miss odd. a lot of these. They do miss a lot of these. I've seen like in the last yeah. couple of games where they've kind of done the under over. But even the, the Tatar one was almost like a, like he caught it and like and like, had to like lob it to himself. Like that's not just batting it down. That is like catching it and putting it back in the air. That's what I was just thinking. Is that you can't really make that what he did. I've watched this like twenty times in a row since he's been talking, but you can't really just not grab the puck and do that like that's clear have- he grabbed the puck to lob it to himself i think you probably get more uh, leeway if there's nobody around you not avoiding anybody see and to me like i know this goal came against the oilers and it hurts but like when i saw that at real time and the execution level on Beautiful. it that Nasty. fast it's like whoa that's why, I'm, that's why i'm not overly fucking bummed out about the game there's the stupid fucking uh skinner flub and then there's this. This happens once in a thousand. Like, mm-hmm. yes. whatever. We get a lot of Connor goals and Leon fucking goals. So y'all can have that one. All right. Do you remember there when that Montreal fan was like, Thomas Tatar? Thomas Tatar. Tatar. Oh, um, Domi does it really well. And so does uh, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. That is not the name I was expecting <laughs> to come out of your mouth. Thomas. For our friends at DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Tourism, Jasper, Twig and Berries in Canada, Snowboard, Oilers Nation Radio is in the books. Hit us up. There's a couple things I want to know. What's the Oilers' biggest need right now? (laughs) ON Radio Podcast. I also want to know, for Tyler, what did you think of the Thomas Tatar goal from last night? (laughs) With that, we're going to wrap it up. Have the great rest of the week, everybody. Shout out Josh T. Park. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.